talking comics and everything comic related on Just Drawn That Way with Dustin B. Now let the invasion begin. All right, welcome back for another show of Just Drawn That Way, guys. I'm your host, Dustin B. And once again, uh, we are back on the air. So, comics this week, we're going to talk about uh, a couple of things. Rat Queens has unfortunately gone on hiatus. Uh, Kurt Weeb has put the, sh- put the series on hold despite a... Uh, Rather strong uh, trade number three coming out. Um, although it is a uh, consolation, he did announce a new show called or new comic called Bounty. Um, definitely check it out. It looks phenomenal. I love the art already. Uh, next, we've actually got a couple of new issues of the all new Wolverine starring X twenty three spinoff. It's a pretty solid little intro so far. I'm liking the characters and where it's gone. Um, there is a I'd like to give a quick mention about the DC Rebirth uh, series and definitely advise readers to take a look and see if there's anything that uh, they're interested in because, come on, we got to support DC, guys. They're one of the few games in town. Um, finally, in news of Suicide Squad, Har- the, there is news of a Harley Quinn movie spinning off uh, starring female villains and heroes. It definitely looks to be interesting. So... This week, we've actually got a little bit of a special treat. We've got Alan Dodson here. He's uh, the founder of Valuable Comics. Say hello, Alan. Hey, Dustin. Thanks for having me on the show. Ah, it's excellent. So, Alan, the uh, first thing I'd like to do is talk about the top five comics that you're interested in and have read this week. Oh, this week? I Well, this week, two weeks, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Some things that I've been really excited about reading lately. I've got to put um, Brian Bendis' run on X-Men at the top of that list. Ooh. Uh, I don't know how you feel about spoilers on the show. If uh, to, I would think of where you want to start with this uh, run would be uh, the Avengers versus X-Men when you've got the Phoenix that comes back. Where the Phoenix comes back. You've got... Uh, so here's the the spoiler, is uh, Cyclops, possessed by the Phoenix, kills Professor X, who so far seems to be staying dead, which is exciting. That's a change for comics, guys. It's true. So in light of that, uh, Beast goes back in time to get the original four X-Men uh, himself, Young Beast, Marvel Girl, uh, Iceman, and Angel, which is possibly not for, brings them back into the Marvel present so that you've got these idealistic 50s teenager X-Men interacting with uh, the X-Men that we know who've been through all this stuff together. And anyway, it's great. Um, Bendis is a wonderful writer. He should really be making more powers, but as long as he's doing the wonderful time travel stuff that he's doing with X-Men... I'm super happy with it. Again, much love for Bendis. Any others that have read at the top of your list? Uh, so next would be Saga um, by, uh, uh, that would be Brian Vaughn and art by Fiona Staples, uh, which just continues to impress. I was really happy to see a comic with a, uh, what, a breastfeeding mother on the cover. Like that's, I think that's the first time I've ever seen that so that was really cool just a really imaginative world full of cool spaceships and different types of aliens and creatures and powers and it's a comic that my wife likes so you gotta give it points for that 
And for those of you who are curious, yes, this is more than just a really bad reference on the Big Bang Theory, and I will be doing a review of it probably in the next two weeks when I'm uh, feeling especially brave to take on such an epic book. Uh, so next I would have to say, uh, well, there was a, a manga title that I'd wanted to include uh, called Bakurano. Uh, I think it's Bakurano Hours, if you're wanting to look it up, which I would highly recommend people do. I don't know how well known it is, but um, it's like a kids piloting giant robots story. So kind of think um, in the tradition of Neon Genesis Evangelion, but with a real, a couple of really interesting weird twists. Uh, all of the kids pilot one giant robot. So they sort of take turns piloting it, and uh, you know, other alien robots, big big alien robot creatures, are coming through the wor our world and threatening it. And this big robot piloted by the kids has to step up and fight them. Uh, whether the kid piloting the robot wins or loses the battle, they die. <laughs> Ooh. And so as the story goes on, you start out with these twelve kids, and they're. And then one dies every time there's a battle. <laughs> it's it's really moving stuff and becomes, you know, a story about war and the human costs of war told through these really imaginative, strange robots and wonderful strategic battles. Uh, Mohiro Kito is just a wonderful monster artist. And for those of you who are curious about the series, I just posted a link to the Wikipedia on the Twitter. And for those of you who need that address, it is, again, at Just Drawn Radio. All right, next. Okay, so speaking of uh, awesome monster designs, um, I would have to say uh, BPRD. I love everything uh, that spun out of um, Mike Magnola's Hellboy, but uh, the stuff that's been going on in BPRD Hell on Earth, uh, where the essentially the the heroes lost the war against the monsters and monsters have taken over the world and we're like living in the wreckage and trying to fight for what little is left and there's just constantly cool new monsters popping up um and some really great kind of human stories in all of that uh, yeah something that i'm really loving everything that they're doing with that whole world that whole series Fantastic. Any other books uh, on your radar right now? Let's see. There's supposed to be five. And I wasn't going to talk about The Walking Dead because everyone knows about it already. There are zombies. People get eaten. It's really good. But everybody knows about it already. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, um, called Seconds by Brian Lee O'Malley of... Uh, Scott Pilgrim fame. Uh, so Seconds is a uh, one-shot, like it's a standalone graphic novel. Um, it's about sort of restaurant culture with time travel and has really brilliant color design. Like all of the really important elements are this red that really binds all of those items together and makes them stand out from the rest of the world. I'd, I'd have to tell the whole story to, to really get into it, but but okay. So this this restauranteur girl uh, finds a magic notebook that lets her uh, go back and undo mistakes. But it's the slippery slope of time travel that once you go back and fix one mistake, well, things are still aren't perfect. So you should probably go back and fix one more mistake and 
the world starts to become less and less real and there starts to be uh, some bad consequences for messing around with reality. And Brian Lee O'Malley, it's just while all this fantastic stuff is going on, it's just like real people hanging out, you know? The relationships are really real. The the characters just seem believable, casual. You know, one panel they're talking about recipes and the next panel it's uh, threats to the time stream continuum and it all fits together. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Very cool. All right. So now, uh, once again, I'm going to plug the uh, good old Twitter handle. It's at Just Drawn Radio for any of you who are curious about Alan's various pieces of work. We've also got a couple of his pieces up on the Instagram right now as well. You can find the link fa- link in the Twitter as well. So while you guys do that, I'm going to throw on a quick blurb for uh, a musical selection. Today, we're going to go with uh, Invisible Prisons done by Zeal. I'll see you after the blurb. There's a place all alone you could go to Hey, you will, if you're cool, I can show you Get to know you, cause we go through The same things in the world that you know you feel Cause everybody loses and everybody bruises too It's real, no matter what you're doing Everybody feels it too Yeah, cause I know what it means to break down No sign of relief, I can't breathe Cause all of that pressure and pain No one understands, can't explain Everything that you're feeling right now When it hurts, suck it up's what they say I wish I could tell you it'll be okay but it's not and that's okay back okay so now we're going to get to the uh, body of the episode so alan tell me about why you're here well i'd like to talk about some of the comics projects that i'm working on there's a lot of things that i'm making and uh also teaching Ooh, do tell okay so uh i make a ongoing web comic this is uh critters is my sort of what would I say? My epic. It's a story about little kid monsters who are struggling to survive and learning about friendship in a fantasy setting. So you think like a D&D, Lord of the Rings kind of standard fantasy setting. I think like uh, the Rat Queens kind ah. of fantasy world, right? There's monsters, there's heroes, there's elves, there's dwarves. Okay. But... All of this is happening deep underground, so we're not meeting any humans. We're not meeting... Uh, this is the world of the monsters, right? And so in this world, there's uh, a kind of evil wizards that would have monsters chained up to guard their towers or dungeons or whatever. So there must be some kind of evil wizard monster pet shop where evil wizards would go to buy these baby monsters to 
chain them up and train them to guard the tower. So these dwarves are bringing a load of baby monsters on this underground train to take them to the wizard's market to sell to these evil wizards. The train crashes, and all these baby monsters escape, and they are let loose in these tunnels and caves that go all throughout this generic, recognizable fantasy world. Neat. And so this is the story of a group of those little baby monsters trying to sort of make friends, but you know, they're all evil, so it's hard to make <laughs> friends when you and everyone around you is an evil monster. Anyway, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, you talked about valuable comics, and I'd like to talk more about that. But uh, Critters was the story that I was working on for years in valuable comics. And then just recently, uh, I think last year, two years ago, I started posting it as a webcomic, which uh, now means that I'm doing a page every week, which has been a real learning curve. I'd, I had been just to publish Invaluable, you know, was doing uh, 10 pages a year, something <laughs> like that. And so it's great. You know, having the pressure of the webcomic means that I'm getting through the story a lot faster, which is really good because I, I'm excited about this story. I want to tell this story and I have other stories that I want to tell afterwards. And at 10 pages a year, I would never get there. So uh, that's been fun doing a page a week and uh, posting it on the webcomic. But it's also been, you know, it's a, it's challenging. It's a lot of work. Um, I want to keep up the the quality. I'm really into these detailed backgrounds, these richly textured cave environments that the characters are in. And I just don't want to skimp out on that. And trying to keep up that quality to do a page every week has been challenging and fun. Yeah, you definitely have to, once you go to webcomics, you definitely have to respect that crunch time a little bit more, don't you? Yeah, definitely. So to make things even harder for myself, I also took on a project to do uh, a monster every day. So um, I've, I know you've got a link for it on the show page, but I've got a Tumblr p page where I am posting a drawing of a creature or character every day, which, uh, as well as the webcomic, is giving me... You know, it just makes me work. It makes me always be thinking about different things that I might draw, and it's got it stretches me so that I'm thinking of different kinds and styles of characters and creatures. Um, you know, if I've done a lot of robots, then I'll think, let's do some human-type characters in weird costumes, or let's do some cute monsters, or let's do some gross, scary monsters. And having to come up with something every day that has been really fun uh, and a really cool challenge. Now, I've got a Patreon page set up so that people can, uh, if they want to support me on Patreon uh, for just a couple of dollars a month, uh, then I will draw the creature that they suggest. So if people have, uh, if listeners have creatures or characters in mind that they would like to see me draw, would like to see up on the Monster a Day page, then they can check that out on Patreon. And I've got that link posted on Twitter as well. And come on, guys, do one for me, a miniature giant space ferret. And for those of you who are just tuning in, we are on 91.3 FM CJTR. Thank you for uh, continuing to listen. All right, Alan, back to you. Okay, well, uh, I guess I'd, I'd, I should talk a little bit about Valuable Comics because you'd, you'd said... Uh, I, I should clarify that I didn't found Valuable Comics. It was... Um, 
Sean McLeod and Darcy Zink, who were the founders. I was one of the original members, you'd say a founding member. Uh, but Valuable Comics was a, I shouldn't say was, I'd, I'd be really sad if it is actually over. It is a collective of <laughs> uh, Regina-based comics artists that I think, was it 2007? I don't even remember when we started that. But uh, we published, had been publishing around twice a year, a anthology comic that would have short stories or chapters of ongoing stories like my critters by and it's hate uh at its height at the at the peak there were maybe 13 contributing artists and as as it happens you know a lot of those artists left they went on to go and do other things we had uh, some people go and pursue careers in animation uh the dakota dakota and jonah mcfadzen uh, were part of that and you know they've gone on to do really exciting things in comics but uh, people have left Valuable and not as many people have been rejoining so in the last couple of years we've been publishing less and I'm not sure when or if there is going to be another issue but it is, I feel it's just something that I'm happy that I made that I contrib- contributed to was a part of it was has been I don't know, an, I think an important thing for Regina comic scene and a Regina comics culture that there was this anthology that was a way for artists to group together and find each other. And I really hope that we'll be able to keep it going. So, I mean, I guess if there's anybody out there who uh, wants to be making comics and publishing them, they should think about contacting uh, you or me and submitting something to Valuable. And you can find us through many, many different wet methods. And uh, hey, come on, guys! We are artists, and we've already we've uh, got a, we've got an uphill battle on a good day. Let's work together. <laughs> so I guess that brings me to uh, teaching stuff that I'm doing now, which would be that uh, this summer, uh, for speaking of people who like to draw their own comics, this summer I've got. A couple of weeks of comics art summer camps that I'm offering through Prairie Sky School. And I know that you've got that link up on the website. So I've got a lot of different kinds of camps going on there. There's like a game design camp and a movie making camp and a fantasy world making camp. But I thought it was the comics camp. Uh, there's two weeks of comics camp in the summer that I thought people would especially be interested in. That'll be a lot of, you know, doing drawing, making comics in the morning, and then going out to play in the outside in the afternoon. So that's the the first time that I'm offering that comic-specific summer program, so I'm pretty excited about that. Excellent. And I guess the other uh, thing that I'd really wanted to talk about was uh, that this coming Monday, Monday the 23rd, which would be the Victoria Day uh, Monday, uh, hopefully a holiday off work and school for uh, most of you out there. Uh, I'm hosting a comic jam. This is the 10th annual comic jam as part of the Cathedral Village Arts Festival, and that's at the Neil Balkwell Center, uh, 2420 Elphinstone Street. Everybody's welcome. Come in, hang out, 
draw comics. They're a really good time. We've been doing these, like I say, for 10 years. And you get just this real mix of uh, sort of professional artists because it's part of the arts festival. Uh, and then, you know, families and little kids and everybody draws together. And sometimes we're drawing on the same page and finishing each other's comics or sometimes just everyone draws their own thing, whatever they want to draw. And then I take it all and uh, put, put it all together and produce a book out of what everybody drew at the jam. But they're a really fun event and a great way to meet and talk with other comics artists and enthusiasts in the city. So hopefully I will see you out there. Oh, maybe even I'll drag myself in there. That sounds really fun. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the building uh, and in the park that day, too, just because it's the kickoff for the Cathedral Village Arts Festival. So there'll be other art workshops going on in the building and um, you know, dance performance in the gallery and bands playing outside. So it's stuff for the whole family. That sounds very cool. Well, and we've got about five minutes and change left of the show. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Wow. Um, I guess. Just like, we can't make fun of Batman versus Superman, though. I've already done that. Uh, no, I wouldn't want to make fun of anything. People, My, my friends have been saying, though, how uh, that it's a great time to be a geek, you know? Um and I, I, I gotta agree with that. Even if there's superhero movies that I'm not interested in seeing, um, you know, I wasn't that into uh, seeing Deadpool just because it's not my style. But uh, it's it's pretty awesome that we live in an age where there's what five, six different superhero movies a year that you can see and more to look forward to. Um, Walking Dead is on TV. Uh, Powers TV show coming up. Like, that's pretty exciting. So, yeah, it is a, a good time uh, to be a geek that we've still got access to all of the the old stuff. All the classic stuff is still around for us to read and talk about and enjoy. Uh, and there's just more good stuff and smart stuff that's building on everything that came before that's coming out now so yeah i find all of that really exciting plus web comics and uh things like patreon and um you know drive through press uh what what would you call that print on demand like it's a good time to be a small publisher an indie publisher and a self-publisher which just means that there's more comics out there for all of us to be enjoying so i find all of that pretty exciting Hey, I can't argue with that. Uh, well, looks like we're kind of getting close to the end of the show here. Um, I'd like to mention next week I'll be doing a review of Monstrous. Also on Saturday from 8 till 10 p.m., uh, they've actually got me running a music show. So if you want to hear superhero soundtrack music, and I don't mean, you're d- mean what Hans Zimmerman did for Batman. I mean music that you think a superhero would get inspired by and hey maybe if i'm lucky alan will come back here and help me out with that because you'll be putting up with me for two hours and uh i'm sure you, at least one person will be getting tired of talking to me or hearing my voice at least well not counting me <laughs> but this is just drawn that way radio and uh we're gonna end it off with one final question for alan new uh the new batgirl what do you think oh yeah totally into it it's the same thing i'm talking about with uh uh brian lee o'malley right like this idea that uh, the superheroes, you know, whatever else they're doing, they uh, they're also just 
people hanging out, right? Like her clothes look like believable clothes. When she's not fighting crime, she's got to be just a girl hanging out. I think this is something that, uh, you know, to bring it back to it's all about me and my project, something that uh, I really like in all kinds of fantasy and adventure stories. This is why, um, you know, with my monster comic with critters, I make it about these, like it's monsters, but they're just little kids kind of hanging out, right? Um, and I've done that with a bunch of different kinds of projects. I made these comics about uh, floating, big floating giant robot heads, tiny comics about giant robot heads. <laughs> and But the giant robot heads never really did anything, right? It's just a, about a People hanging out, people just being regular people, having their regular lives. They happen to be doing it in a world where there's these big, giant robot heads. I had the opportunity to make a comic about the uh, Saskatchewan Legislative Building, and you know I made it so that the Legislative Building transforms into this uh, giant robot that you know would stand watch o- and over and protect our province. There's nothing for him to really protect it from, right? There's no threats that would be appropriate for a giant robot to repel. Uh, but still, there's this giant robot. So I just I like the idea that all of these kinds of monsters and action heroes and uh, characters like Batgirl, like that, a lot of their time, right? They've got to just be uh, hanging out, and so their clothes have to be comfortable and. You know, it, it's difficult to clean your house or make friends or, like, do everyday kind of stuff when you're also trying to fight crime. But isn't that kind of the, the point, that it's difficult for all of us to <laughs> keep our house clean, houses clean and make friends? And it's those are the parts of the characters that we relate to, right? The, the ways in which they're, like, everyday real people. There have always been the kind of comics that have really appealed to me. I think I uh, grew up on New Mutants and uh, Power Pack which were, you know, those guys sometimes fought some evil, but mostly they were just doing homework and having crushes and they happened to have superpowers while they were doing all that stuff but it was just like stories about the lives of regular people. Kind of reminds me of a uh, earlier version of Runaways, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. And Runaways is good stuff. Didn't actually get to read Power Pack, but Runaways was one of my favorite when I was younger. Well, Power Pack was cool because they were even younger, right? Like Runaways, they were sort of teenagers, which is there's been a lot of that with um, New Mutants and Teen Titans and um, what Young Avengers and like there's there's a lot of teen superheroes, but Power Pack were like. Kids, I, I think the youngest one was like five when the, the story started, and the oldest was maybe ten. And then you've got uh, all the other uh, heroes that they run into, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, and everyone is saying, "Shouldn't you kids be like home in bed?" But uh, you know, they the Power Pack fought. Like, uh, if they had powers, they should get to be heroes too. And they were really like heroes that we could relate to as young readers. Yeah, that's a really good one. Excellent. Well, that is all for us today. Uh, again, this was me, Dustin B., and with the special guest, Alan D., who I'm hoping I can maybe convince to become a monthly guest. This was just drawn that way, and have yourself a wonderful night. Up next is Queen City uh, Improv Bureau. Have a good night.